You ready to hear about North Carolina Zoo? I am. I am. A.K.A. the world's largest natural habitat zoo. It's very specific. <laughs> um, these facts are brought to you by me doing research because my brother-in-law asked me to do North Carolina Zoo instead of an animal. So here are some random facts about the North Carolina Zoo. I really want to go to this zoo, though, after researching. Yeah. You're going to want to go, too. We'll just have to go. It'll be so much fun, and it'll be, like, a two-day trip. Field trip. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I tried to figure out, like, what makes it so special that it's a natural habitat zoo. Um, And one of the things I saw was, like, they just, they're dedicated to natural habitat enclosures, meaning, like, the best they can offer for cage-free life for the animals. And then I looked at pictures, and, like, the elephant exhibit is, like, just a field. It's giant. It's, like, I don't It's crazy. Um, it's really cool. So, and then it's roughly got, like, five miles of walking trails, so it's really big and a lot of walking, so make sure you're wearing comfy shoes. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's on, it sits on 2,600 wooded acres. It's very, mm. very big. But they only have 500 of those acres developed. So, and currently they're, like, working on the baboon uh, habitat. Okay. They're revamping okay. it. Um, so the habitats they offer, there's, like, the North America habitats, which has, like, a bunch of animals, like bears and other things. Then there's the Africa one, which has, like, the elephants and a bunch, like, zebras and stuff. Then they have their mm-hmm. desert one, which also has a bunch of deserty animals. Um, so, like, split into, like, these three big sections, basically. And then, like, their desert one is in, like, this giant dome. It's really cool. It's, oh, like, the cool. best way they can maintain the habitat. Yeah. Um, and then they have a walk-through aviary. Is that how you say it? Avery? Like, where all the I birds are? Yeah. I think it's stuff. Avery. Um, and that has 36 species, like, different species in it. And so there's more than 100 exotic birds in there with, Dang. like, 3,000 exotic plants, a bunch of frogs, some tortoises, all those things. And I'm like, no, thank you. I don't want to <laughs> be walking around with a bunch of free-flying birds. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> Um, they also offer a butterfly garden and a honeybee garden. Oh, that's terrifying. A honeybee garden. allergic to bees. Yeah, I'm sure you wouldn't go over there. I'm sure it's also protected in some way. But still, I think that's cool because I've become obsessed with bees. You've become obsessed with bees? <laughs> yeah, they're the bees knees. Ah, uh, that's the sweetest. Ah, <laughs> uh, honey, honey. Okay. Um, and then they have carousels, they have a giraffe deck for, like, the giraffes to come up and basically, like, eat out of your hand if they wanted to. So you can get real close and personal with those giraffes. Uh, they have a treehouse trek, which is super cool. A zoofari, which is, like, one of those, like, outdoorsy, like, windowless, like, truck van Uh things that they take you on, like, this tour of, like, 40 acres of grassland exhibit with, like, a bunch of animals in it. Super cool. Um, And they also have an air hike rope course. They have a freaking rope course in the zoo. (laughs) 
along with hiking trails, a bunch of different little mini parks, playgrounds, and kid zones for all the kids. Like, And they're really cool-looking parks and like playgrounds. Yeah. It's insane. They have over 1,800 animals, over 200 different species, and... For comparison, we live in the Portland, Oregon area, listeners, and to get into our zoo, which is, it's a really awesome zoo, but it's also, like, I've only been to a few. Um, It's, like, $24 to get in as an adult to our Portland, Oregon zoo, okay? And the North Carolina Zoo, which obviously is freaking awesome and giant, is only $15. What? For an adult. A child to get into the Portland, Oregon Zoo is still $19. That's The adult admission in North Carolina is cheaper. (laughs) I mean, you still have to pay for, like, all of the extra things you do at the North Carolina Zoo. But you also have to pay for all the extra things you do at the Portland Zoo. Right, right. So. Or the Singapore Zoo, which is the other one I've been to. (laughs) Nice, nice. But still... It's a super awesome zoo, and I really want to go. <laughs> yeah, that's that sounds like it would be a really cool trip. Right? <sighs> well, shout out to North Carolina Zoo, and shout out to my brother-in-law for being obsessed with the fact that his home state has the world's largest natural habitat zoo. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. He's like, can you just Same. talk about this, my zoo? Instead of my favorite animal, this is what I submit. (laughs) It's like, cool. So here's his little mini. The North Carolina Zoo is super awesome. Everyone should go. But not all at once because COVID. (laughs) Even though it's giant. Yeah, yeah. Still, safety first. Hello, animal lovers. Welcome to the Animal Facts Podcast. I'm Nicole. And I'm Jayla. We just want to remind everyone that we are not professionals, just animal enthusiasts. We love learning about them, talking about them, and discovering new ones. And all the crazy things that they can do. There are so many animals out there, and they are all so different. If we are misinformed, please email us at animalfactspodcast at gmail.com so we can correct ourselves. Some of the things we say may also just be our opinions. So just a reminder, we are enthusiasts, not professionals. Thanks Thanks for for joining joining us. Enjoy! Welcome, animal lovers. This is the Animal Facts Podcast. I'm Nicole. And I'm Jayla. And we'll see if uh, any of you guys can guess what animal I picked this week. Is it the one I accidentally slipped to Jayla? Or did I pick a new one? Dang it. She will never know until she guesses. Okay. But first things first. Personal question. Alright. The personal question is um, based on one of our previous podcasts. uh, And just like a different conversation that we've had. Uh, And it's just pretty simple. Did you ever have an imaginary friend? And if so, who or slash what was it? And what was their name? Oh my gosh, I can't believe this. I almost picked that for my personal question. That's great. Um, it's too late. I picked it first. Yep, it's okay. I, I ended up picking a different one. But what are the odds that I was like, maybe I should ask this question. Oh, that would have been funny. Straight up was thinking about that today. Um, Good, so you should have an answer. I do. 
Uh, I I never had an imaginary friend. Okay, I guess I did kind of have an imaginary friend. It Don't was lie, that Nicole. like little kangaroo mouse. <laughs> yeah, but I never like. I don't know. For me, that imaginary friend was always, like, in long car rides, I was always imagining it, like, running next to my car and, like, following, like, the, you know, the the road lines, whatever they're called. Yeah, yeah. Um, or, like, basically, like, not skateboarding, but, like, skidding on, like, power lines. Like, basically being super awesome trapeze, runner, jumper, all of those cool acrobatic things. I just want a little kangaroo mouse on like a skateboard. <laughs> that would be so cute. Like a little a tech deck, you know? Yeah. The little ones. Or if I was like on hikes, it would like randomly like be parachuting down by me, like enjoying this crazy hike with me, just being a total BA, like everything I wasn't. Um, so that was the only oh. time I ever imagined that imaginary friend. If I ever okay. had like someone I was playing with in my imagination at home, which was more often. And what I normally first think of, I didn't have a friend. I had a nemesis. I created myself an imaginary nemesis. Ooh. Tell me more. And so uh, (laughs) I would basically come up with my own, like, challenges and competitions. And then her and I would compete. And she was always the one that I was like, I gotta beat her. And, like, we were always, like, head-to-head. Like, we were the top at everything. And (laughs) we were always fighting each other. And so she was my nemesis. Nice. Nice. Yeah. That's my... That's funny. That's my... (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't a friend. It was a frenemy. Yeah. I made my... I created a nemesis for myself (laughs) instead of a friend. (laughs) We were always fighting. And we were always... Like trying to be the best and competing. Oh my gosh. Yep. That's hilarious. <laughs> Who was your imaginary friend? Uh, my imaginary friend was also not like or a, a human friend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was a fox. It was a red Aww, fox. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Um, and his name was Red. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Because I was super creative. Uh, sometimes he'd be named Todd. After the fox and the hound. I love it. But usually it was named Red, and he also went on car rides. So uh, that was usually when I saw him or imagined him. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was actually like, you know, like the telephone lines that just kind of yep. like keep going? Yep. Yeah. So he would always race across those. And yes. then every time it came to a post, he would like jump over it. Yeah. And then just keep running. Yes. Yeah. It was like they couldn't touch the ground or like the road. They had to like touch everything yeah, else yeah. around it, like leap on trees or like on like random yeah. fence posts or like those mile markers. Right. Like they were like superhuman almost. Yeah. But not yeah. human. So. Right, and they never got tired. Yeah, they never got tired. They could just keep going. And if they ever did, they would, like, find, like, their second, like, wind and be like, I've got this. Yeah, yeah. I would usually, they would, like, run into the forest or, like, off off the road, basically, if they came across, like, a section that didn't have that fence or didn't have the telephone. Yeah, line. like, they, like, And then they'd, like, like, run back. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So. That's so funny. I wonder how many more people had the same kind of game you know i don't know that's a good question like how many kids actually sit in long car rides and imagine the same kind of thing now i'm curious since like we obviously have like similar you know like different animals Mm -hmm. doing it but like similar like concepts yeah yeah. interesting can you imagine if they all 
like we could visualize all of them and see them all or if that was like a little short video or something that'd be be cute that'd be really cool Mm -hmm. just project what's in our mind (laughs) yeah yeah and then i didn't really have a a friend that i like played with i always just played with my stuffed animals and gave them life yep (laughs) yeah so yep i love it yeah so listeners if you have a friend or a frenemy imaginary (laughs) um email us message us on instagram reach out and we want to know we want to hear your story we do was it an animal did they go on car rides with you did they disappear i love that the ones on the car rides for us were both animals like the friendly ones and then yeah mine well they were fast too (laughs) they were fast super they were just really cool yeah, but they weren't cheetahs. <laughs> no, that'd be too obvious. <laughs> yeah. No, yours was a fox and mine was a kangaroo mouse. Which is adorable. I want to know how big it was. It Was Was like it like the size of little, a kangaroo mouse? I don't know how big a real kangaroo mouse is, but I always imagined him like little. like he, And it was always yeah. a he. He could slip in oh. my pocket. Oh, cute. Yeah, if I ever needed cute, him to cute. be in my pocket, he could. Never really had him in my pocket, but he could if I needed him to. Yeah. He was... I don't know. It could fit in my hand, that's for sure. It was small. Yeah. But big that's enough for cute. me to see from a distance because I would, like, basically enlarge it to, for me to be able to, be, like, imagine what is happening. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> Zoom. Uh, you'll have to do an episode about the kangaroo mouse I so we will. can learn about what their actual size will be. That's true because I obviously know nothing about the kangaroo mouse. <laughs> I remember for the longest time, I was always like, my imaginary friend was like basically a miniature kangaroo, but also kind of like a mouse. And then it wasn't until we like, I learned about the kangaroo mouse. I was like, oh, that's a thing. That's what it's based off of. Oh, it's because I got it from the rescuers down under. (laughs) That's where my brain made the connection. That's funny. Mm -hmm. It's funny. Yep. Yep. And always had like gear that he would have or she would have made out of like the forest Mm. (laughs) like a leaf parachute or whatever all kinds of stuff cute cute all right you ready for your trivia i am ready okay what animal was thought or is thought to be one of the oldest mammals on earth Ooh, a dinosaur (laughs) i'll give you it it is still a mammal, the animal I chose, and it still does not have an A in it. Ah. So, it's either the one I accidentally slipped you, or I picked the other one that I was thinking about. I let Josh okay. decide for me, so I was like, I don't know. Ooh. So. <clears throat> All right. What animal is lactose intolerant? Me? <laughs> you are lactose intolerant. Did you do research? Are about you the me? oldest mammal on earth, or one of them? Secrets Shh. unveiled. Don't tell my vampire family. <laughs> and then the last one is: uh, At what time? At one time in the histories, uh, what animal was believed to be immune to snake bites? Ooh. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Is it a porcupine? <laughs> it is not a porcupine. All right, shall we have a drum roll? Drum roll, please. 
Is it a hedgehog? Hedgehog! That has an A in it, doesn't it? I don't think so. Oh, hedge. I guess it doesn't yeah. have an A. H E D G E H O G. I was thinking it's E A. This is how bad of a speller I am. It's okay. I am too. I literally, I've been spelling it all day today and yesterday. And I still second guessed myself when you asked me. I was like, dang it. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. So it's a baby porcupine. Mm. No. <laughs> dang it. Um. Okay, so yes, earlier this week, uh, literally yesterday, I accidentally, I accidentally slipped what animal I was doing. <laughs> I was talking to Jalen. I was like, "Oh, I was just doing research on hedgehogs." <laughs> uh, <laughs> and had she not stopped, I wouldn't have recognized. She would have. She would have registered. It just would have taken longer. She would have noticed. <laughs> Uh, because we were talking about it (laughs) anyway i'm super excited i know they're They're super super cute cute. josh was like i told him the other animal and he was like oh that's a good one too i would still do hedgehogs though and i was like Mm -hmm. okay nice nice Mm -hmm. cool okie dokes so the animal i have is a hedgehog it is not a mini porcupine and i'll explain why so oh cool first things first their scientific name, because you need to know it in order to understand how they got their name. Uh, I'm going to butcher how to say this, by the way. Cause Hedge. Fuck. <laughs> it's uh, Aaron Asine. How do you spell that? E-R-I-N-A-C-E-I-N-A-E. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the first half of that word is what the genus like it comes from so like one of the like taxonomy like levels it comes from it's like in that genus group the Aranus Aran Aceus I don't know um which that word specifically comes from a Latin word that does mean hedgehog oh yep and then the root word of that is linked to um a couple of Greek words which translate like so it's the Greek word for hedgehog meaning to be bristly. Oh, okay. Yeah. So do you wanna guess what a group of hedgehogs is called? Hedges. That would be adorable, but no. Hogs. Nope. It's an array or a prickle. Ah, <laughs> that's cute. <laughs> Which a prickle is also porcupine, like a group of porcupines. But so oh, a group of cool. hedgehogs is either a prickle or an array. And a male hedgehog is called a boar, a female is called a sow, and this is the best thing, a baby is called a hoglet or a hedgehoglet. That's so cute. It's so adorable and I love it so much. Doing this research made me want a pet hedgehog so bad. I've always wanted a pet hedgehog. Yeah. But I've never, like, fully, like, invested in, like, maybe I actually could do it. And then doing this, I was like, oh, now I really want one. But I, I, I'll explain why it's still not a good pet for me. Yeah. <laughs> in yeah. the end, when I talk about maybe the hedgehog is the right pet for you. I'm so ready for that part. Yes. I, if If I was in high school and younger and I didn't have a family, it would be the perfect pet for me. Yeah. Yes. 
but instead I had a turtle and a dog. (laughs) So maybe it still wouldn't have been the best pet, but okay. Uh, So its appearance, it is a small mammal. They have cone-shaped faces and they have short little legs and then their entire body apart from their face and like their underbelly um, and parts of their legs are covered in sharp spines that can hurt people around them if they like tense up and like make them hard spiky yep make them spiky (laughs) um their spines are strongly attached to the skin making it nearly impossible for them to be removed without like immense force so they're not like a porcupine in that sense like porcupine Uh, can just like shoot its quills or like you can like get its quills off but a porcupine or not a hedgehog you can't do that without like immense force and obviously a lot of pain to the hedgehog Sad. Yeah, so it's not recommended to try to pull its little quills. Dang it. Yep. What if oh, a hedgehog didn't have all of its little quills? <gasps> It'd be like little just naked like, boys. Yeah, little, <laughs> little, little ball. Little bald patches. <laughs> yeah. Um. So their quills are made from keratin, which is the same stuff as like our nails and hair. And then they have as many as like six like anywhere from five to seven thousand quills on its body is what i found so like the average is about six thousand who who sat around (laughs) and counted a little hedgehog's little quills multiple of them in order to find the average yeah yeah (laughs) how do you not lose count you'd have to use like a red sharpie or something right i don't even know it's insane anyways um most hedgehogs can fit in an adult's hand they rage they rage. They rage. The, the they range in size. From imagine like little little hedgehogs, head, like head banging, banging hedgehogs, and like little fist pumps. I'm raging. What there's spikes in the air? Yeah. <laughs> I'm raging. I'm raging. <laughs> It sounds like I said raisin. It also sounds like raisin. I know. <laughs> a little raisin raging with little spikes to make it look like a hedgehog. I'm a raging raisin. <laughs> trying to be a hedgehog. <laughs> so they range in size from 4 to 12 inches, which is about 10 to 30 centimeters. And they typically weigh anywhere from a half pound to four pounds, um, which is about 150 grams to two kg. And it just depends on the species because there's about 17 different species of hedgehog. Oh, okay. I know. There's a lot of species of hedgehog. It was crazy. Um, So I always imagine like what most people I think first imagine of a hedgehog is the African dwarf or something. Pygmy? Pygmy? I don't remember. It's a, it's the tiny little one with like the little white face and white fur. It's like really yeah, small. That's yeah. what most people imagine. What most people want, but there are multiple other ones that are like more brown and tannish, um, and they're a little bit bigger. So it just depends oh, on okay. the species for like that's why it's such a big range of size. So yeah, because I'm just so talking about cute. all hedgehogs. <laughs> they are so cute, especially the babies. Yeah. All the babies are so cute. <laughs> Uh, I know. I just want to snuggle them so bad. Um, And then, random fact about them also is that they have up to 44 teeth. 
Oh. Which is very impressive for their tiny little mouths. Yeah. Their tiny <clears throat> little teeth. Yeah. All right. So their history is that the family they come from, that word I cannot say, uh, covers both hedgehogs and their closely related, not porcupines, but the moon rat. What is that? Right? It looks like a possum and a rat got together. <laughs> it looks really interesting, but I added it to our list. Did you look them up? I did. They <laughs> do look like a rat and a possum right? and a baby. Right? Um, so it's believed that they first evolved about 15 million years ago, which is a very long time ago for a hedgehog. And their so their other closest relative was a shrew as well. And then, okay. but like evolution, they kind of took their own little thing. Um, so, <laughs> the oldest known ancestor of our modern day hedgehogs lived during it says the pale Paleocene period, which was like this period, like right after the death of the dinosaurs. Um, oh, so they were the same size as our modern hedgehogs, and they had a similar diet, so not much has changed. I guess. Size and diet-wise. Way to go, hedgehogs. <laughs> right? Evolution did you well. <laughs> Obviously, you had it right from the beginning. We are strong, and we are good, and we are independent, <laughs> and we don't need no change. That's right. Raging Their personality raisins. does kind of <laughs> emphasize that point, actually. <laughs> oh. They're strong, independent, and they don't need change. <laughs> Nice. Um, so yeah, there's about 17 different species living in Europe, Asia, and Africa. Um, and then there was one species that went extinct 5.3 million years ago, which was the Dion Dion Dinogalrix, which is the nickname of it was the terrible hedgehog. Which, why they uh, <laughs> they were larger than what we know our modern hedgehogs to be. They're about four times the size of what oh. like the, our hedgehogs are. And if you look up pictures of them, they literally look like R.O.U.S.'s from The Princess Bride. They look literally like the rodents of unusual size. Do you want me to spell it for you? Yeah, what is it called? D-E-I-N-O-G-A-L-E- R-I-X. I'll put a link in our resources for listeners who want to just quickly get a glance at what these guys look like. They look like they belong in the Princess Bride. Do they not? They do. <laughs> they look like the R-O-U-S's. They do. <laughs> they... I love them so much. <laughs> They're so weird looking. <laughs> I mean, we also have to remember that they went extinct 5.3 million years ago, so a lot of it is just creative art. <laughs> yes, yes, but uh, it's uh, interesting. <laughs> yes. It makes sense as to why they went extinct. <laughs> we're glad that they did. Can you imagine if they were still, like, roaming around and we'd be like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> that would be kind of scary. Yeah. Um. So... For their conservation efforts, the IUCN has them listed as not endangered, and they're actually labeled as least concerned, so there's nothing too terrible going on with them. Um, but I will talk a little bit about what 
impact humans have on them during their threats and predators. But okay. ultimately, they're fine. So, no, no harm is too bad for them right now because nice. they're doing all right. Um, so their diet and hunting, do you want to guess what they eat? Or Grass? They're like herbivores, omnivores, carnivores. Oh, I guess I would... Hmm. My initial thinking is that they're herbivores and they just eat like plants. Yeah. But I guess I could see them eating like small bugs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they are omnivores. Okay. Um, and they actually have really bad, like, poor eyesight, so they rely a lot on their hearing and their smell to help them find their mm. food, so they have really, really good hearing and smell. So in the wild, they eat a really wide variety of insects, like beetles, caterpillars, earthworms, and slugs, but they also will eat, like, almost all of the invertebrate invertebrates, basically mm-hmm. frogs, carrion, rodents, baby birds, eggs, eggs of birds, fungi, and then they also, like, so yeah, they also eat, like vegetation like fungi berries similar plants to those things and fallen fruit so Mm. they eat a lot of things a lot of things they also eat like yeah so rodents like mice and stuff it's crazy um yeah it's kind of weird to think that they would eat birds and mice but yeah that's yeah they are a predator i feel like those are almost almost the same size as them (laughs) A little smaller. Rats might be a little closer to them. But yeah, that's the thing is you also remember fair. some of them do get up to like four pounds and they're like, they can get, like you were, we're imagining like these cute little ones that fit in like our hand, but some of them can yeah. get a little bit bigger. So That's true. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like if you look up the British or like the English hedgehog mm-hmm. or something, they're like more brown and they look more like the ones that you find in like the old cartoons and like stories mm-hmm. about okay. hedgehogs of like. I'll get you some tea and crumpets, you know. <laughs> they look like the ones that would have, like, the dress and, like, the apron yeah. on with, like, a, a tray of crumpets and they're, like, howie dearie with, like, their little bonnets. Those yes, kinds yeah. of drawings. <laughs> that makes sense. That's what you kind of, that's what those ones look like. Okay. Yep. Um, And then they, so they eat all those things and then they have that natural aversion to milk, making them lactose intolerant, which is so interesting to me. Uh, and then they, so one of the ways they got their name is because of the way they eat. They root underneath hedges of other vegetation and they make snorting noises like a hog. Oh. So they like, they make, they're basically like literally the hedgehog. <laughs> That's cool. Yep. Um, and so they can also eat up to one third of their body weight every night. Wow. I mean, they're they're small, but in body comparison, yeah. that's still impressive. Yeah. Like, I don't think yeah. I eat one-third of my body weight. I don't even know what that would be. I don't want to know. That sounds terrifying. I don't really want to know what that is. But it seems like a lot of food. No, thank you. <laughs> I like food, but I don't like that much food. So, threats and predators. One of the main threats that they have is humans, and it's mostly mm-hmm. because of deforestation is the biggest, like, effect that we have on them, other than us having a lot of pets. Mm. But okay. we, uh, it, if you're a responsible human, you should not go out and capture a wild hedgehog. Leave what? them in the wild. 
Leave That's them what be. I wanted to do. If you want a pet hedgehog, be responsible and get them from a responsible breeder. Because <laughs> there's plenty of breeders out there with hedgehogs. Um, so don't go and take them out of the forest. Hmm. Leave them be. Leave them in the wild if they're wild. Leave them by their hedges. Um, so then their more natural enemies and predators are owls, wild dogs, mongooses, stoats, wolves, and foxes. Um, <clears throat> but when they feel threatened or endangered, that's when they roll up into their little ball. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, so they'll crouch, hiss, and then they erect their spines at the slightest bit of danger. And then they curl into their protective ball which is how they are able to do that is they have this muscle that encircles their body from their neck to their rump and it runs along the sides of their body, like just beneath the skin. So when they feel threatened, it basically like that muscle like contracts, which is like um, making them smaller. But it's like when you pull a drawstring on a bag is like how it works. Super interesting. It was like a really cool description of it. It's like, oh, that makes so much sense. Like that does make sense. So it's like, yeah. Um, and so normally their spines are, like, pretty soft and, like, not, like, immediately always sticking up like a pokeball. Um, they mm-hmm. only become erect and <laughs> sharp, like, and everything when they turn into their ball or if they're, like, uh, feeling really tense or scared. And that protects their head, their appendages, and their belly because then mm-hmm. they're, like, that tight little ball and, like, animals can't really pry them open or eat around them because ouch um however they are still somewhat like vulnerable in that state to certain hawks and eagles or owls because of their scaly legs or their sharp talons Um, okay otherwise other animals usually just leave them alone once they're like curled up yeah that is their predators so where do you think they live where do you think you can find them in the world over the hedge (laughs) I guess under the hedge. <laughs> under the hedge. <laughs> um, I don't know. You were talking about like Europe. Mm-hmm. There are Europe ones. They're found in Europe. So maybe in Europe, North America? Nope. Oh. Oh. Right. I was also surprised. Um, uh, I don't know. Just Europe. That's going to be my guess. Because I don't feel like you'd find them in super hot environments. You'd be surprised. Ooh, tell me more. Tell me more. They're originally from Africa, Europe, Asia, and New Zealand. And they don't naturally exist in the wild in the U.S. Oh, okay. So if you find them in the U.S., it's because they were brought over or they're from breeders and they're not going to just be naturally in the wild here. Um, Hmm. Not normally. Um, so, but they are found in a variety of places around the world. They build nests that they, like, so this is where they, like, live in the world, like, of the places they are found in. Um, it says that they basically will build a nest anywhere that they decide they want to stay. If they, like, are walking around, they're like, this is a cozy place. They build a nest there, and that's where they stay. And it's usually going to be in, like, wet and dense pine forests is, like, the main area that they're going to be found in. And then... They, but they can be found in savannas, forests, deserts, scrublands, um, and suburban gardens as well. So they thrive both in like the all ranges of nature and then also 
concrete jungle. <laughs> they're fine. They can survive in like a city or like a neighborhood of sorts because they're just like, I'll just hang out in this garden. And people don't mind them in their gardens because they eat all of the pesky things that destroy mm. their gardens and they don't destroy the gardens. So. That makes sense. Unless makes they sense. burrow into your garden, then that's not so nice. Yeah. Um, because. So, oh, what? Pretty, pretty sturdy little fella. Yeah. They're, they are. I mean, it makes sense now that they've been around for 15 million years. Yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, I understand how you. Well done. Right, right. You guys are cute, but mighty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't underestimate those cute little faces. We are um, cute, but mighty. Mm-hmm. So they uh, usually make burrows for their homes and nests. And then their burrows can be up to 20 inches long, like deep, which is about 50 centimeters. Um, mm-hmm. And they make their nests from leaves, branches, or other vegetation. And then sometimes they'll also find or take over burrows that other animals have, like, left behind. And then if they don't do any of that, they sometimes will, like, get cozy in between a couple of, like, rocks or something. So. Hmm. Nice. That is where you will find them, in the wild or in your garden. <laughs> um, so their behavior. Behavior. Behave. Yeah. So they, do you think they are social or, like, antisocial? Ooh. Um... I feel like they could be social during the mating season, but I feel like they could be territorial. You know, like I don't yeah. feel like you would find a bunch, like a pile of hedgehogs just like <laughs> hanging out. An array out. of hedgehogs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, correct. So they're not very oh. social. They are usually solitary animals, and oh. they're really only social around mating season. Okay, okay, um, that makes sense. Because if you, I don't know. I think about, like, pets of hedgehogs. You only get, like, one. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They're, they don't need a buddy. No. They're pretty fine. I don't think they're super territorial. They're not, like, really aggressive animals, but they're just, mm-hmm. they're fine on their own. Yeah. <laughs> they're very independent lone wolves. <laughs> um. <laughs> we are tiny, spiky wolves. <laughs> <laughs> Ow! I'm a raging raisin! <laughs> So cute. I, love it. I can't take you seriously. You're too cute. Back it off. Stop rolling around. Yes. Um, so then do you think they are diurnal or nocturnal? Ooh, are they diurnal? Di diurn diurnal? Diurnal or nocturnal. Oh hi puppy. Potty break, potty break. They are nocturnal. Oh. Yeah, so they like to hunt at night and forage for food and sleep during the day. And they sleep up to 18 hours a day. Oh. Which my husband would love. He would love to sleep 18 hours a day and be up at night. Oh, that's... (laughs) The window's open so he can hear me. (laughs) Nice, nice. Um, Anyways, (laughs) Anyways, <laughs> um, so, and then another interesting behavioral thing about them is that they are known to anoint themselves by licking any new scent that they like. So, if they find a scent they like, then they lick it a bunch, and then they lick their quills, so that way their quills will have the scent on them. 
Oh, so if they like really liked vanilla beans, they would go around licking vanilla beans, and then they were like, "Now I smell nice." Yep, (laughs) I smell fragrant. Ooh. Um, Yeah. So, and then, like I said earlier, they're more defensive than they are aggressive. So they're not like super, super territorial or super, super like Mm -hmm. get in my space. You know, they're more like yeah, ball, go away, leave me alone. So they're very like. They don't want to fight. They rather you just leave them alone and yeah, go on yeah. their own merry way. Um, and then, so here's your interesting thing about if they're found in hot places or cold places. Hedgehogs okay. hibernate in cold climates, and then they sleep through times of heat uh, and drought in deserts. So the process of sleeping during the heat and drought, which is basically hibernation but reverse because it's too hot, is called eastivation. Okay. Um. <laughs> He's cute. Sounds like a happy camper. Yeah, but now I can't record. <laughs> Stop distracting me. I love you guys. <laughs> in areas where there aren't extreme climates, hedgehogs are active and normal, like, and have normal sleep cycles. But with, like, the extreme heat, they sleep during that time or the drought or in cold weather, they hibernate. So that is how they're able to be found in hot places and cold places. Ha ha ha. Interesting, right? Yeah. Um, and then here's some interesting facts. So hibernation, uh, during their hibernation, their heartbeat will slow from 190 beats per minute to 20 beats per minute. Whoa. Right? And then their breathing is reduced to 10 inhalations per minute instead of whatever it is before that. Mm. So they take a serious chill pill. Yeah, extremely. <laughs> Um, and then hedgehogs are known to walk in a lo- like a slow trottle or with like sh- like normally or with like short rapid steps depending on the species. So like based on the species, it depends on how they walk, which I think is super cute. And they that just really walk cute. or trottle around, sniffing the air frequently, just kind of checking out where everything is to forage for food. With their little cone noses. Yeah, with their cute little cone noses and their raging raisin spikes on the back. (laughs) (laughs) Just try to rage and and sniff the air at the same time. With a cone nose. (laughs) Yeah. Mine's not as cute. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing is going to be as cute as the hedgehog. True. Um, So their life cycle... Uh, during mating is when they are social bugs, social hogs. Social uh, hogs. <laughs> you social hog. Do they trim those hedges? <laughs> Sorry. There was a point I accidentally didn't, like, you know how when you start typing something in and Google will kind of, like, give you, like, all the different options and you can, like, select one of those by, like, just kind of scrolling or, like, using your arrow buttons, right? Yeah. I did that, but I accidentally didn't click it right so it just left it blank to what i had typed which was something about like 
does something hedge. <laughs> or, like, male hedge is what I, like, had typed. Because I was, like, trying to type in, like, male, like, what is a male hedgehog <laughs> known as, like, for the boar uh, information. Yeah. And it just left as male hedge. <laughs> and I got, like, all of these weird things about, about them trimming their hedges. <laughs> I was like, that's not what I wanted. <laughs> oh, Nicole. Luckily, oh. I wasn't on images. I was oh, just on the web stuff, so it was giving me links to things, and I didn't get any images. Well, that's good. That's good. <laughs> it was very, like, uh. no, that's not what I meant. I just wanted the hogs part. <laughs> I just wanted to know what a male hedgehog is called. Not but male hedge. What male what is hedge? A, what's a male hedgehog's hedge called? <laughs> a bush. <laughs> a shrub. Here we go. It's a shrub. Because I guess the female would still be bush. <laughs> the male gets a shrub. <laughs> Anyways, um, get so. the weed whacker out for that one. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Um, during Anyways. mating, the hedgehog, so the female, uh, will produce an egg which must be fertilized by the boar, the male, and then he, in an effort to get the attention of the the female, will put on a show of circling, puffing, and snorting in a rhythm. So it's not just Ooh. sporadic and random, like, it's rhythmatic, which is, I think, really cool. That um, is cute. They got they, their own beat. Yeah. They're raging. <laughs> uh, With their puffed out little chests. Yes. And they're snorting and circling. And there's uh, spikes. And they can breed throughout the year. There's no particular, like, cycle of, like, this time of the like, the month or, like, this time of the year. Like, between, like, sp- like, only in spring. It can happen throughout the year. Like, just when it's, I feel like, more like dogs it's just kind of yeah based on their cycle whenever um, they're puffed up yeah whenever they're in heat whenever they're raging yeah whenever those hormones are raging oh whenever that egg is ready uh that raisin's ready to be a grape um <laughs> i'm thinking of like <laughs> i'm gonna move on um what? <laughs> I'm just trying to keep in with like the raisin. And I just took a drink, and Nicole decides to say that. <laughs> I'm sorry. It made sense in my head, but I don't know how to explain what I. I meant. feel like that just. You can move on. You're adding to it, and I'm trying to think of like. The egg looks more like a grape than the egg looks like a raisin. So yeah, like... when it's fertilized, it's all juicy and yeah. plump. So when it's uh, I don't anyways when it's uh, a raisin, it's all dried up and not shriveled. usable. Oh gosh, I don't know if this helps or makes it worse. <laughs> oh, anyways, um, I'll let so... you move on now. <laughs> when the female does become pregnant her gestation period is only about uh 40 days when she does have a grape when she's making a grape i guess in that point i don't know i don't know how we got 
I don't I don't even know. I don't even know. When she has a baby, do you just squeeze the grapes right out? Ew. Bloop, bloop, bloop. Um, <laughs> and then Yeah. Okay. So each year the hedgehog babies, the little hoglets, are born in groups that are called litters, and they can be up to eleven little babies. That's um, a lot of grapes. That is a lot of grapes. It's a whole little vine of grapes. How big are they? They are less than one ounce each. They're tiny. They are tiny. And they're cute. And they're just these little spike balls. So, baby hedgehogs are born blind with a protective membrane that covers their quills, which dries and shrinks over the next couple of hours. Um, so that mom doesn't get stuck. Helpless. Yeah, right. Ouch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Luckily, you know what? They've got it covered. These guys, like, they know how to survive. They know how. Yeah. They know how. They even protect. They thought about that. Their babies even protect them. Their parents from getting stabbed. Can you imagine though, like, no, that, but also they probably protect them from getting stuck (laughs) in multiple ways. Be so sad. Ow. So good thing that they have that membrane. At first, the, they're helpless and they have, like, soft, scattered white spines at birth. And then they're replaced in, like, a couple, like, three to five days by darker, more permanent spines. Kind of hang... They, like, hang out with their mom. The little hoglets will remain with their moms for about four to seven weeks. Which, during that time, the mom protects them. But then after that, they all just kind of go off on their own. And they're independent little guys. Um, so the Western European hedgehog can curl into a ball by the age of 11 days, which is super cute. Like a little 11 day old little hedgehog just curling into a tiny, like, bouncy ball size. I don't even know. Probably not yeah. that tiny, but tiny. I feel like that would be that small. I don't know. Because it's not as small as, like, a roly poly. No, but I feel like it's prob- probably, like, that big. Yeah. Like, like an Oreo. A fat donut hole. <laughs> um an oreo maybe maybe a little bigger i don't don't really know and so but if you come across a nest with baby hedgehogs in them walk away them what oh (laughs) did you say eat them walk away did you say eat them (laughs) you'll have to listen to find out (gasps) Jayla, they're not grapes. I was kidding. <laughs> they're under my hedges. <laughs> um, I guess those are vines, but <laughs> same it's thing. It's actually kind of funny that you said that. Just don't disturb a mom with babies because if she notices a new smell on the nest or on her young and she doesn't recognize it, then sometimes the moms are known to eat the young. Just like other rodents sometimes eat their young like yeah. in a weird like... I'm going to protect you by eating you. (laughs) Nope. Don't touch them. Yep. So don't touch them. Um, She also, like, has to keep them safe from the dad. Otherwise, the dad might try to eat them. Or sometimes she tries to eat them to keep them safe from the dad. It's really messed up. Um, So just leave the babies alone. But because of this and because of how quickly they go off on their own, the babies do learn how to hunt quickly. And if they survive their childhood... um. They uh, go and live on their own because they obviously were traumatized. Uh, <laughs> Wait, so what do baby hedgehogs eat? Do you know? They, I don't. I know that they 
they learn to hunt, so they eat, like, the vegetation okay. and the insects and things. Yeah. But as far as, like, milk, I have yeah, no idea. Yeah, because they're lactose intolerant. So, yeah. like, but I don't they know couldn't if they, drink like, their mom's milk. Are lactose intolerant to all milk, or if it's just... See if Do I hedgehogs have nipples? Are Do they in their armpits? Hedgehogs <laughs> nurse. Okay, so yeah, they do nurse. Oh, but okay. Then so they're not allergic to their mother's milks because it's natural. Got yeah, um, it's all natural. Natural. So they do nurse for the first bit, and then they get teeth around three weeks, and then. And then the mom is like, nope, we're done. Yeah, it just says never give cow milk to hedgehogs. Mm. That's because... <laughs> I just imagine a hedgehog in the wild <laughs> trying to get cow's milk. And like does this weird jumping strategy off the hay. Oh, gosh. To get to the cow and they just keep missing Oh gosh! And then they finally get there, and they prick the cow, and the cow's like, "Wow!" <laughs> Freaking out! Oh man! <laughs> I want that to be like an animated clip. What? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be really cute. <laughs> the cow just sprawled and splayed like, because <laughs> this like little hedgehog is like stuck to its udder with its spikes and it's just like ah, I'm just trying to get the milk and it's yeah, like trying to lap it from like sticking in the udder like <laughs> which is funny when uh, I also tell you about what their name used to be um oh was it a hedge cow no so hedgehogs usually do you want to guess how long they live five years that's not bad. That's not a bad guess. They Ooh. have a lifespan of two to eight years, and then there oh. have been a few recorded to ten years. Um, oh, and the longer okay. ones have been recorded as captive, like pets, um, because they've been well taken care of. But in the wild, it's like anywhere from two to eight years. And the same thing with like your pet hedgehog, mm-hmm. anywhere from two to eight. So they don't live super super long, um, but they do that live a sense. decent length for their size because if you compare them to like rats or mice they live longer than both of those things so yeah um and then one thing is that they are very prone to cancer and tumors so that is one of the reasons that they die sad but little hedgehog in hedgehog years i'm sure they're very old true so there's that yeah each year would be like what 20 years <laughs> they die anywhere from like What's 40 years to 160 or something? Oh, I guess maybe like 10 years. <laughs> yeah, so more like 20 to 80. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so cool weird facts. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right, so when hedgehogs are relaxed, their quills are not sharp. They're actually Ooh. very like easy to hold. So when they get tense is when they kind of start to like get pokey and erect is what they call it um yeah <laughs> uh when in their tense moments it's very unlikely though that a hedgehog will draw any blood from humans so like they'll like hurt it's kind of like a thorn i feel like more mm-hmm. like grabbing like a rosebush thorn like it hurts and it's like pokey but it's not mm-hmm. gonna like be stuck yeah. to your hand like velcro <laughs> you know um 
but they do cause like abrasions sometimes. Mm. So. Okay. And then with the puncture though, so I feel like it's kind of like just kind of getting poked, so you're not like bleeding, but you are like mm-hmm. puncturing the skin. Um, yeah. They release that you can get bacteria and other germs, and they quickly spread from that puncture, which puts their attackers at risk for damage um, from like an internal puncture. So, like, you get sick from an infection or from, like, really bad bacteria. Um, And some of the, like, symptoms associated with it, depending on what you get, can cause problems like rashes, fevers, pain in your stomach. Um, People who, like, are in regular contact with them, you should always wash your hands to, like, Mm -hmm. reduce the risk of spreading any disease that you might potentially have gotten from this hedgehog. Um... And then, so, back to the snake bite thing. So, it was a myth and belief that hedgehogs were immune to snake bites, but this is not true. Research has shown that they do have partial resistance to snake venom, which is cool, but a bite can, like, in their leg or in their face where they're not protected, um, can still cause them to get ill, or if it's bad enough, could still kill them. So they're not immune to snake bites, but they do have a bit more resistance. And if they're curled up in their spike, then they're less likely to actually get bit. What scientist is making hedgehogs get bitten by snakes? (laughs) Probably just injecting them with venom. I don't know. Definitely not the same scientists that are... uh, Counting quills. Counting quills. Definitely not the same scientist that's counting quills. Like, hang on, I'm at 50. <laughs> I'm at 3,672. <laughs> Can you imagine if I just yelled that number out at you? 3,672. What 3, do you want? 3,673. <laughs> what was I on? <laughs> um, and then, so they're capable of running short bursts of speed, uh, which is cute because they raise their body high off the ground and they run on their little, it says, hairless soles of their feet. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> I just think, I imagine, like, when, like, women are, like, getting ready to run, they, like, hike up their skirts and they start running. Yeah, I yeah. imagine that's what the hedgehog does. It just, like, hikes up its whole body and then it just, like, <laughs> pedal, like, runs with its tiny little feet. <laughs> like, and I'm out of here. Uh-huh, and the image of it is so funny to me, especially with, like, the image of, like, the one with, like, I've got crumpets. <laughs> Hightailing it. <laughs> I think it's my so crumpets funny. are burning. My crumpets. <laughs> um, and then something I did not expect is that they are really good swimmers. Oh, yeah. Um, but however, they do need like a ledge that they can go in and out of the water. So like rivers and creeks, that has like that natural, mm-hmm. like there's no like major drop offs basically. Right, so right. you can't put them in a pool basically. Oh, so no um, diving boards. No diving boards, no kiddie pools, no, like, ponds with, like, edges that, like, that contains basically man-made water mm, holes. Yeah. That <laughs> Unless it has, like, a natural, like, puddle-like atmosphere to it, I don't guess. Yeah. Something yeah. that they can easily walk in and out of, and they don't have to try to, like, climb out of. Right. So. Like a ramp. Yeah. Yeah. A ramp would be great. As long mm. as they know where it is. Yeah. That's true. Um... So yeah, so there's some of those. So time for some famous hedgehogs, which <laughs> I didn't even think of them when I was doing this research. I was like, what are some famous hedgehogs? And then when I saw some, I was like, 
Oh, that was dumb of me to not even think of that. Is there over the hedge up there? I don't think there's any hedgehogs in over the hedge. What? Yeah. It's a, like a raccoon, a skunk, a turtle, a squirrel, and two possums. And then oh, the yeah, that's right. And the cat. Um. Okay, so the first one I found was, it says on this one, it's like the most famous hedgehog is Mrs. Tiggywinkle, which <laughs> it's a British hedgehog. Uh, so it's the industrious washerwoman from Beatrix Potter's stories. The character is inspired by Beatrix Potter's own pet hedgehog. Um, Aww. So she's like a famous English person and her Cute. hedgehog. Um, and then the hedgehog also appears in Lewis Carroll's story of Alice, Alice's Adventures in Wonderland in 1865. The Red oh. Queen uses hedgehogs as the balls oh. in her croquet match. Um, and then here are the other famous hedgehogs I found. Sonic the Hedgehog. Duh. I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> Why didn't I think of that? I feel like, because when you get to that animal, you're like, what are the famous ones? Yeah, right? <laughs> when you can't other people even think are of like, you, the common like, sense ones. <laughs> yeah. So there's a bunch of Sonic the Hedgehog characters like Shadow the Hedgehog, uh-huh. Silver the Hedgehog, Amy Rose. Yeah. Um, and then there's the Hedgehog from Toy Story, Mistle, Mr. Pricklepants. Oh, that's which right. Which is like the one who's got like the... He's got like a Robin Hood like yeah. thing, and he's like super into like acting and poetry. Yeah, um, yeah. And then there's like a bunch of like real live hedgehogs that are famous on YouTube and social media accounts. Which brings me to my question: Do you follow any hedgehogs on like Instagram or anything like that? I don't. Do you follow any animal accounts on Instagram? Um, I don't. I don't know. I don't think so. I do, because I think animals yeah. are funny and adorable. But there is an animal, like, there is a hedgehog I follow on Instagram. His name is Mr. Poke, and he is so cute. And it, like, his pictures are adorable. And they also have a cat, so it's, like, super cute. <laughs> cute, cute, Mr. Poke. Or Mr. Pokey or something like that. Oh, he's so cute. Oh, look at his little fall picture. Yeah, like this guy. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. It's like Mr. Dot P-O-K-E-E, Mr. Pokey. The world's cutest adventures. He is cute. Yep. And they have a cat. It's super cute. He's super cute. But I love, I love, like, there's, like, look at this. He's got little sunglasses. Yeah, yeah. The little heart it. sunglasses. All right. So those ones are also famous, the ones you can find on, like, YouTube and, like, social media accounts and stuff. And they're super cute and they're fun to follow. I like the pineapple one. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, for story time, I didn't find – there's, like, a bunch of myths and a bunch of, like, folklore with hedgehogs. So I couldn't pick just one. And I also just got super distracted by a bunch of other things that I uh, kind of skipped story time <laughs> honestly um no worries. but there is a bunch of folklore that anyone who wants to look up folklore about hedgehogs you're totally welcome to they're all they're, there's like a bunch of stories um and if one really stands out then you can send it our way yeah you can do a shout out yeah um because i focused more on some other things about the hedgehog like 
the information about is it the right pet for you is a lot. So I kind of was like, I need to skip something. So I skipped that. Yeah. Okay. And then their lightning round, I'm just going to blow through the lightning round real quick and then get straight to if it's the right pet. So lightning round. (laughs) Um, Once they are in a ball, they must stay still. It's a myth that they can roll while curled in a ball. Hmm. Sometimes traveling communities have uh, traditional recipes for roasting hedgehogs. Sad. So there's your eat them. Nope. Uh, experimental chef John Farley ordered offered advice on how to prepare hedgehogs with almonds in his 1783 cookbook, The London Art of Cookery. Hedgehogs, I retract my statement. Here's, here's the <laughs> best thing about your cow image of it sticking. Hedgehogs haven't always been called hedgehogs. A long time ago, they were called urchins. Oh. Like sea urchins, but yeah. land urchins. They were urchins. Huh. With which legs. makes it so funny. Because I imagine like this little spike ball now with like little legs and yeah, a little yeah. pointy nose a little cool, and like little cool whiskers. Nose. <laughs> Um, hedgehogs are known as a gardener's friend as they eat all the insects that nibble and munch our loved plants. And the last one is a hedgehog can run over six feet per second. That's as long as a bed. And in one night, a hedgehog can walk over two miles. Wow. Yeah. They are small, but they are very, very capable. Yeah. All right. So. If you have listened to all of this wonderful stuff and you've fallen in love with hedgehogs and you really, really want one, here is the section for you. Is the hedgehog the right pet for you? First things first, before you continue to fall in love with this adorably cute creature, it is not legal everywhere. So make sure it is legal in your city and state and country before you fall in love and try to adopt one. Um... And make sure you have the right paperwork because certain places do require special permits for you to have a hedgehog. <sighs> so that's Good the first thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are, I believe, legal in Oregon because there is a hedgehog pet shop in oh. Portland. So there's that. But it also, yeah, just find the right websites and talk to the right people and you should be good. Um. Talk to your local vet. You they go. would know. Yes, talk to your vet because you're going to be really good friends with them because hedgehogs are special and need special care. <laughs> um, so they also take a while to warm up to you because they are very, like, solitary animals and they're also very nervous and, like we said, they're not aggressive. They're very defensive. Um, so they take a while to warm up, especially when they're, like, first home. So be really patient with them and, like, have time like give them time to trust you and torm up to you and just it says to like handle them very gently every day for like shorter periods and then like slowly longer periods just get them used to you and then they'll slowly start warming up to you and becoming your buddy um but they can be low maintenance um but they do need special care they have sharp quills that can sometimes make handling them difficult but if you're consistent and proper with daily handling them and helping them to relax and to feel comfortable around you, then they're going to be your best friend and they will recognize your voice when you get home. And then when they hear other people, they might like, or if they're scared, they might curl up. But if they can feel you and like hear you, then they'll uncurl for you. That's because cute. Because they trust you and they like you and they'll like look for you when you come home. It's super cute. But also remember, they're nocturnal. So, 
they're very active at night. So if you're a heavy sleeper at night, you, you might not really get to play with your hedgehog very much considering they sleep 18 hours a day <laughs> and they're like active at night. So you just have to be aware of that. Um, and they're very, very active. So they can, they can run a lot. And they, as we said, they can go two miles in a day. So you have to be ready for them to like get a lot of exercise. They enjoy climbing, digging, and swimming. So make sure you give them enough, like a, like a wheel or something. Um, they can carry disease. So hedgehogs, they seem healthy, but they can transmit bacteria like salmonella is one of the main ones that they can transmit. Uh, and so there was actually a really large salmonella outbreak that was traced back to somebody's pet pygmy hedgehog, which is the little white fur one that we were talking about. Um, wow. So, yeah, huge outbreak because of one person's hedgehog. Um, so before you have you get your hedgehog, make sure you have a large escape-proof cage, and it should be on the floor, and it needs to be solid. It can't be wired, otherwise they could get stuck. They need to make sure they have proper bedding, which is like newspaper or paper-based bedding. They, you need to make sure you hedgehog-proof your whole house. Make sure there isn't places that they can roam and get like stuck in or burrow in, and then you lose them. Um, make sure you, because they can't just be in their cage all the time. You have to let them run around the house as well because they need space to exercise. Um, and then for make sure there's not like small things that they could swallow because they will make sure there's not places they can get trapped um you have to keep an eye on them anytime they're outside of their cage they do like to dig and burrow so keep an eye out for that um and they can get lost and like very difficult to find if they do burrow somewhere in your yard or in your laundry um (laughs) and the reason they need so much exercise is because they can easily gain weight partially why they got the nickname of hog (laughs) because they do gain weight they uh so they need really good exercise and a healthy diet um and then sometimes like having like one of those like hamster wheels but like a nice a nicer one for the hedgehog to help them run at night so then that way they can get good exercise on that thing um if you have a pet hedgehog their diet can consist of pellets that are a formula specific for hedgehogs And you also might want to supplement it with some insects, both dead ones or live ones, to kind of give them a chance to, like, use their instincts of hunting because they are foragers and hunters. And then also make sure you give them some fruits and veggies. So just a well-rounded diet is very good for them and vet visits. Um, And then they're not recommended for households with kids under 5 or Mm. adults over 65. Or with people with weakened immune systems due to the risk from their germs and bacteria, which is why I cannot have a pet hedgehog because I, one, have a one-year-old, and two, my husband is immunocompromised. So, I can never have a hedgehog. That makes sense. Don't want to kill my family with my my pet. (laughs) Um... And then some fun things. So remember how we talked about, like, if there's a scent they like, they anoint themselves and lick themselves everywhere. So yeah. it partially people, some people call them spitballs, um, which is normal. 
and totally fine. It's just gross because when the hedgehog encounters an object with a new scent, they will lick and bite the object and then they form a frothy, quote, spitball in its mouth, which contains the new scent. And then that's when they like basically spread the saliva and everything all over itself. So that way it smells like that. So it's gross, but it's normal. So be prepared for that. Um, and then a lot of people think that they are really quiet animals, but they're actually very vocal. So they have oh. a variety of sounds. They grunt, squeal, snore, and do like these snuffling sounds. Um, they also will click or hiss if they're nervous or upset. They can whistle or purr when they're happy. And then if they're screaming, it's because they're in pain. So they have, Sad. I know, they have a lot of different sounds and they do make those sounds regularly. So they're not just like this quiet little sleeping spike ball. They're very active. They're very intrigued by a lot of things. They're very noisy and they love being up at night and hunting and burrowing. Um, and then we talked about their hibernation and estivation. Uh yeah um so when it's your pet because the temperatures are controlled you shouldn't have like your your hedgehog shouldn't be hibernating or sleeping like during hot droughty days because they have a very controlled environment and they have a consistent food supply so if your pet is doing like showing those signs or like that then you need to take it to the vet because it's really dangerous for your pet to do it because they can become ill because they can lose a lot of weight and they can get really sick um that makes they sense. yeah they bond with their owners it says that any hedgehog owner who has spent a significant amount of time interacting with this pet and socializing it will tell you a hedgehog responds to their owner's voice and appearance. Nervous, bald-up hedgehogs may unfurl only when they hear their owner's voice or smell their scent. Hedgehogs are adorable, loving pets, and if they're handled often and made less, they can be made less fearful of people. Unsocialized hedgehogs who are never or rarely handled, however, will stay and remain nervous, jumpy, and tightly curled up. So if you're wanting a hedgehog, make sure that you give it the attention and love and care it needs and make sure you socialize it well and you're constantly handling it so that way it can be comfortable around people and it's not just constantly like this nervous little spike ball um, and then some items you might need to buy if you want a hedgehog uh, food treats the cloak like the cage um, temperature control items the stands and play pens, food and water dishes, exercise wheels, huts and hiding spots, and carrying or bonding pouches, which I thought was so cute. Like, things you can, like, carry your little hedgehog in. Cute. So, that is how you know if the hedgehog is the right pet for you. Cute, cute. <laughs> so. I don't think the hedgehog is the right pet for me. <laughs> Sounds like it needs a lot of maintenance, and I have two cats, yep. which a spike ball, probably not the best fit for them. <laughs> yep, no, not great. So, um, but that's cute. If this is my last, my last thing, if you did have a pet hedgehog, what would you name it? Oh, that's a good question. My initial know. thought is oh. spiky. Spiky. <laughs> you can think about it in a second. I do have a list of names that I found. Oh, okay. Of, like, common names or, like, 
I went through a few different websites and found like a bunch of different names and I picked my favorites out of all yeah. of them and I like read over a hundred different names. Oh my gosh. Um, Is but- the top one Sonic? No. Oh. <laughs> it was on there, but I didn't care enough for it. Uh, oh, that's But fair. first things first, if I had a pet hedgehog ever since I was younger, I would have named it Henry. Oh. Henry the Hedgehog. That was what I would name it. It was a joke with a friend, and I would stick with it. Nice. But after reading some of these names, I'm like, maybe I would name it one of those. <laughs> All right. So here's a few names, and then you can tell me if you would pick any of those names or if a different one. I'll tell you out of this list what my favorite one was. So Okay. It's not an order of my favorites. It's just an order of what I copied them as. So there's Button, Needles, Quill, or Mr. Quill, Bruce Quillis, <laughs> David Hasselhog, Hokey Pokey, Paris Quilton, uh. Quillinor, Quilliam, Quilma, Quill Smith, <laughs> Quilson, Quilly Wonka, Ham, Hickory, Hedgie, Picasso, Taco, Ooh. Noodle, Pokey, Padfoot, Stubby, Q-Tip, Zeppelin, and Thorn. <laughs> those are really cute. I loved them all so much. I was like, oh my gosh, those are the cutest names. Those are really cute. My favorite was Hickory. Hickory? Hickory or Q-Tip. I really liked Q-Tip. <laughs> Stubby and Padfoot are cute too. They're yeah. all just really good. And then like all of the celebrity themed ones, I was just dying over. Yeah, yeah. No, they're really clever. Bruce Quillis, Quilly Wonka, David David Hasselhog. Oh, that's oh, great. Quilma. Quilma. Those are some clever ones. I know people are clever, and there were like hundreds. Yeah, I believe it. I believe it. So. So what would you name your hedgehog? Oh, uh, I did really like Q-Tip. Q-Tip is so cute. I, I think that's really cute. Um, I still kind of like Spiky. Spiky is super cute. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, listeners, what would you name your pet hedgehog if you had one? Or if you do have one, send us pictures. Tag us and on Instagram. Name. Yes, tell us their name. <laughs> I want to know what you guys named your pet hedgehog or what you would name a pet hedgehog. Yes. Cool. And shout out to Mr. Poke or Mr. Pokey. <laughs> yes, he's so cute. Instagram. Yes. Well, until next time, keep raging your raisins. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us, animal lovers. This has been the Animal Facts Podcast with Nicole and Jayla. Please rate, review, and tell all your friends so we can continue with your support and sharing fun animal facts with you. We are also looking forward to hearing from you, our listeners. So feel free to email us at animalfactspodcast at gmail.com with facts you want us to cover, facts you want us to correct, cool or crazy stories you have involving animals we have talked about in the past or may be talking about in the future, or any wild or domesticated (laughs) animals you'd like us to research and add to our list. We want to hear from you and feature your stories as well, so feel free to email them to us. You can also follow us on Instagram at Animal Facts Podcast for updates and other random things. Click the link in the description for our resources, merchandise, and other cool things.
Thank you for listening, liking, subscribing, and supporting us in our animal discoveries and adventures. Our awesome drum roll is provided by my really cool brother and father-in-law, Ethan and Kent Polson. And a special thanks to my best friend, Jewel, for our music. Until, Until next time, bye! It has nothing to do with hedgehogs. It has everything to do with crickets. Oh, uh, interesting. Yeah, so I looked up why or how crickets make their distinctive chirp. Um, and this is because I went for a walk and I heard lots of crickets and I was like, how are you doing that? Um, yeah. So it's a process called stridulation, um, which is where special body parts are rubbed together to make a noise. And generally only male crickets do this. Um, and there's a special structure on the top of their wings called a scrapper. Uh, and when they make their sound, they raise their wings to a 45-degree angle and draw the scrapper of one wing across wrinkles on the underside of the other ring- wing. Um, and it's called a file. So it's like they're filing their wings. Um, nice. And the descriptor that came with it is like it's like um, running your finger along the teeth of a comb. So that's oh. kind of what they're doing. Okay. So. Interesting. Yeah. But cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. All right. Pretty neat. Well, there we have it. Crickets. Yep. Chirp, chirp. Chirp, chirp, chirp. <laughs>